Welcome King's Arms family. It's so good to have you joining us today. My name's Charlene and I'm here with my co-host Steve and we are so looking forward to a great service today. Um, we've got some fun things to announce and we're looking forward to a great time of worship. So stay tuned. Fantastic. It really is great to have you with us. Now, what I would say, guys, is that um, uh, one of the things we're going to be doing at the end of the meeting is taking communion together. Mm. Okay. And so uh, I realize that if you don't have bread to hand, then you could use other things as well. Maybe uh, in my cupboard this afternoon, we had a wrap, we had a bagel or a pink and white wafer thing. And so I even heard from someone who's a fairly new Christian who got hold of me and said, Steve, well, you know, I didn't have anything for communion last time we did it. I used birthday cake. Is that all right? And do you know what? In this season, I don't think God minds particularly. And so mm. what we want to do is take a moment, though, to pause and reflect and remember the broken body of Jesus and the shed blood because it made such a difference to us. And so look out for that at the end of the meeting. The other thing we just wanted to announce was that this coming Friday, we've got a really special event happening. We're going to do another online big King's Arms pub quiz. And so if you got to join the one in the summer, it was a fantastic highlight for us of that term where many people got together uh, to do this interactive quiz with prizes and fun and games. Mm. It lasts just an hour and we'd love to have you and any friends and family who want to join us come and gather with us at that point as well. Great, sounds exciting. I don't know about you, Steve, but I've really been missing gathering together on a Sunday. I love doing community in that way. And I know some of my friends that I've chatted to have said they've missed corporate worship, they've missed meeting with their friends and just reconnecting. How about you? How are you feeling about yeah, it, Steve? So, so we were chatting about it as a family. And, um, you know, for, for Lexi, she's only five. And she said, oh, you know, I'm missing the teaching and the teachers who do the teaching, mm. which I thought was super cute. And then James said, uh, you know, the, the fun and the friends. He misses the connection with people. Mm. And then for Josh, our lodger and my wife, we were just talking about kind of that connection mm. with people, whether it's walking through the foyer or seeing friends on a regular basis. Yeah. But the collective thing was corporate worship. And we recognise that mm. this is unusual, but that God's still in the midst of every time we come together like this, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I know it can be challenging for you guys, and it has been challenging for me on some occasions, but I just want to encourage you today just to come with faith and expectation that even when we feel like we don't really want to engage. We get to take that moment and just ask God to meet us where we are at, yeah. to give us the faith that we, we need to connect with Him. And, and just even now, if you just want to take a minute and pause and, and just let expectation yeah. rise up in your heart. You know, we're, we're worshiping Jesus, the same Jesus we, wor we worship when we gather together on a Sunday. We're worshiping for an audience of one and He's so worthy to be praised. He's so worthy of our worship, so worthy of our adoration. And and just so now, don't let your feelings dictate to you how you want to worship, but just step out in faith um, and just um, connect your heart with Him today. Yeah, let's just take a moment now and, and just um, pray. You can join me or you can pray your own prayer. Yeah, Father, I just thank you that you are so ready to meet with us. Mm. I thank you that you love it when um, we give you our sacrifice of worship and we just come and spend time worshiping at your feet. And so, Jesus, whatever we're feeling today, whatever situation we're in, we just bring our sacrifice, however big it is, and we lay it at your feet and say, you are worthy of it all. Yeah. And so just come and meet with us. If you need to be refreshed today, if you need to be encouraged today, I pray that the Father would speak to you as you yeah. worship him. Yeah. pray that you would hear his voice as he sings over you, just as you sing back to him. Yeah. And so, Jesus, won't you come? Holy Spirit, won't you fill your people afresh? Yeah, we just welcome you into this place. We welcome you into every venue where people are meeting to worship you today. We say, come have your way amongst us. Come have your way amongst us, Father. You are so worthy. Amen. There is a sound I love to hear. It's the sound of the Savior's voice as he walks into the room where people pray. Will we hear praises he hears faith? Sing his praise aloud. 
that changes things, the sound of his people on the Breathe, call these bones to live, 
call these lungs to sing once again. I will pray to Jesus, Jesus. You make the darkness tremble, Jesus, Jesus. You silence fear, Jesus, Jesus. You make the darkness tremble, Jesus, Jesus, oh, Jesus, oh, Jesus, Jesus. You make the darkness tremble, Jesus, Jesus. You silence every fear, Jesus, Jesus. You make the darkness tremble, Jesus, Jesus, oh, sing your name.
for your grace. We want to thank you for your favour, God, undeserved though it is. We want to thank you, God, that we have had our eyes opened up to the favour of God poured out through Jesus. We want to thank you, God, that we've been drawn into a relationship with you. What a privilege it is to be a son, to be a daughter, to be now Mm. part of your family. God, we truly were blind, but now we see. And God, we give you honour, we give you thanks, we give you praise this morning. Yeah, no matter Jesus. where we are, no matter what our circumstance, God, we want to always be thankful for the mm. grace that you've poured out on us. In Jesus' name. Yeah. Yeah, I just want to um, spend some time just sharing what's on our hearts and what we're feeling. And so um, we're just going to pray some words out. And mm. if that's you, if you want to respond to any of them, you're welcome to chat on the live prayer or join somebody in the coffee and chat afterwards. So, mm. yeah, I just um, just sense today that, you know, there are people who are feeling hopeless. There are people who um, feel like they're living in darkness at the minute, like mm. there's a dark cloud around them. And, mm. um, yeah, I just want to be sensitive to the point of some of you have even thought of what's the point of living anymore? Like, I don't want to do this, but I, I want you to know that the Father is just wanting to meet with you today. Yeah. Wanted to just rescue and restore you today and give you hope. And that his promises over your life are good and that he has a future for you. So, Jesus, we just pray right now if there's anyone who's who's feeling at that point of desperation, at that point of hopelessness, that you would give them the courage to speak to someone today, that you would give them the light that they need in the darkness, Jesus, that they would know your love and affection towards them, Father. Yeah, yeah, Jesus. Hmm. Yeah, and if there's anyone who's um, just feeling and struggling with, with coming out of their home, there's a real um, anxiety around even leaving your home mm. today. I just want to speak hope over you. And, and I feel like um, the Father wants you to know that His wings are covering you. Mm. I think it's Psalm 119 that talks about the Father's wings covering you, that, that actually you are under His protection, wow. that He covers you that he, um, he won't send you into dangerous places to be hurt and that there's a real fear and anxiety around being hurt and, 
and encountering danger and things happening to you. But actually, he wants to speak life over you today. He wants you to know that he's with you, that he doesn't leave you or forsake you. You know, if any of those things specifically spoke mm-hmm. to you, we really would encourage you to uh, connect with one of the mm-hmm. online hosts just now who are uh, ready and waiting to be able to connect with you, to pray with you. And they'll even be able to point you if you need any further support, mm-hmm. if any of those words made sense, then we'd even be able to kind of connect you with some additional support as well. Right. Mm, hey, King's Arms. Well, it is great to be back here at King's House after the summer break. And as a team, we've been praying and thinking about how do we lead forward uh, for our Sunday uh, meetings during these unusual times? Well, one thing is clear, online is here to stay. We've realized that there are numbers of people who won't be able to gather face to face for some time, either for health reasons or age or many other reasons. I think we've also realized that the virus aside, it's helpful to have an online meeting available. Maybe for those who are sick or traveling or some other reason can't gather together. We've also heard so many stories of those who don't yet follow Jesus joining us for the first time online. So online is here to stay and we're also going to experiment with it and see if there are different ways of doing it to make it more interactive that's the the first news online is here to stay but for many we'd also love the opportunity to gather face to face I was part of the team that rang around every household in our church family over the summer, which was fantastic. I loved it, connecting with people uh, across uh, different households and finding out what they've been up to and how things have been going. The the question that kept coming back is when can we have something face-to-face again? And I get that. I feel the same way. As we've emerged from the initial hit of the virus, as schools reopen, offices and restaurants and shops reopen, it's important that we have a place to connect together spiritually. Obviously, safety is critical. We want to respect what the government are asking us to help us to keep control of this virus. And that we're meeting regularly with leaders in the town and also Public Health England to assess the latest guidance. You'll have seen the recent news that government is restricting social gatherings and homes to six people. That doesn't apply to churches. We've checked that out. But we will monitor that closely in case the situation changes. Right from the beginning, we've wanted to lead the way in our community to help stop the spread of the virus. And we want to keep doing that as we move forward. So what then is it, what's it going to look like for us to gather safely as a community at this time? Well, starting 27th of September, we are planning on trialling in-person meetings at King's House. Initially, we'll have two adult meetings, 9.30 and 11.30, in the auditorium at King's House. Uh, both will be able to have about 100 individuals sat in household clusters per meeting. We'll also have one family meeting in the morning which will cater for uh, 12 households where kids and adults can sit in household bubbles and enjoy the meeting together. And then a separate youth meeting in the evening uh, for up to 100 young people and team. What will it look like? Obviously we're going to have to respect social distancing, we'll be wearing masks if we're not exempt from mask wearing, and we'll not be able to sing. So we're going to have to be creative in what we do. You'll also have to book your place so that we're able to contact you if there are any health announcements that are needed after the meeting, and also to ensure we stay within our new capacities of these meetings. We'll use some of the same content from online church, but the host will be live and obviously we'll have opportunities for ministry and prayer and encounter with God in a different way than you can uh, online. All the details will come out in an email very soon and we're also going to do a walkthrough video so you'll know what to expect for our in-person meetings. So keep an eye out for that. You can head to kingsarms.org and you can sign up for e-preview for more information uh, on it. Now, that's the initial trial and obviously we'll be monitoring the local and the national health advice to make sure we stay in line with that. If it goes well, we'd also love to open up the university as another venue sometime in October. I hope that's enough detail for now. There's also going to be more news coming soon about groups, but thanks so much for listening. And in whatever way you decide to gather with us in this season, whether it's online, whether it's face-to-face, our prayer is that together we continue to lift up the name of Jesus. We make disciples who make disciples and we serve our town and communities with the love of Christ. I hope you have a great week. Thanks so much for listening. Well, guys, um, we want to tell you about an exciting conference that we are hosting. In fact, we host it every year. It's called the Father Heart Conference, and it's an amazing weekend. We're having it in the first weekend of October. It's about learning more about the Father's love and affection for you, who you are as sons and daughters. We've got a great program planned. There's going to be encounter sessions. There's going to be guest speakers. There's going to be live prayer. And you can find all that information online at kingsarms.com org forward slash father's heart you've got it the web address will also appear on that screen for you that's as well. super helpful <laughs>
All right, guys, we just want, also wanted to thank you so much for your ongoing generosity to the church community. So everything that we do mm. together is funded by the generosity of God's people. And so we want to thank you for standing with us. Yeah. And uh, if you do that, many of us do that just by standing order and direct debit. But if you want to do that right now, you are also able to by clicking on the button on your screen. OK, now, one of the things that we've been doing through the whole of this lockdown period is been setting some challenges. And mm. you know, what? honestly, for me, it's really special to be able to see lots of different faces of different people. And now that we're into September, the challenge that we want uh, you to help us with this month is to send us a picture of your holiday sna snaps. Now, I know that we're in September, but many people had an enjoyable time over the summer, even though many people were in the UK. And so just have a little flick through your phone right now. Send us in media at kingsarms.org. Send us in a favourite holiday snap. And we'd love to put a compilation together at the end of September just to show lots of different people what we have yeah. been up to as well, okay? And the one final thing I wanted to share um, is also that next Sunday, the 20th of September, there's a fantastic Sunday meeting that we've got prepared. Now, every week is good, right? Mm. But this one is particularly good for those people who don't normally either watch or attend a Sunday meeting. Now, I don't know about you, but when I was growing up, one of my favorite shows that I used to watch every Saturday evening was a show called The Gladiators. And uh, it kind of pitted this incredible comp um, competitive competition where you had these contestants going against some of the biggest, strongest, fastest men and women uh, that you could imagine. And one particular gladiator, a guy called Warren Furman, who was ace in the gladiators, mm. has got a phenomenal story about how he mm. came to know Jesus as his savior. So even though he's a big, strong guy who had fame and who had fortune and had everything that, that in so many respects people would want in life, actually he uh, came to know Jesus as his personal savior. Oh. And I'm super excited by the fact that next week I'm gonna be interviewing him and he's gonna get to share some of his story. And so if I can say it like this, share the socks off this invitation, okay? <laughs> so if you're on Facebook, if you're on Instagram, if you're on uh, Twitter, if you wanna message people out, get the emails out because let's make this uh, Jesus really famous through this really special meeting that we're gonna be putting on. Sounds great. Um... Guys, we're going to be heading into our preach now. We've got the amazing Simon Holly sharing an interactive preach with us. I know he's sharing out of Nehemiah today. So go grab your Bibles, get around the table and um, just enjoy just an interactive preach from Simon. Hey, King's Arms. It is so good to be with you today. Uh, here's a profound thought I've been having over the summer. Maybe not that profound. Have you ever noticed that there are dog families and cat families? I personally grew up in a cat family. It's strange, cats used to have a really good reputation, but I think, they're, I think their reputation's in a, in a bit of a bad state these days. Uh, they just seem to don't, they don't seem to have the national affection they used to. They have a, they have a, a kind of even groups and people against cats, hating cats. And even the fact that, you know, I might have to admit to you that I like cats. I've gone down in some of your estimation, haven't I? I, I like cats, even though, cats just don't care two hoots about you. Uh, you know, if they dis disobey you, they just, they just don't really care. I mean, a good dog likes to obey, doesn't it? A good dog, you can just see it in their eyes. They are so keen to please. They are so keen to obey. Even if you tell a, if you tell a dog off, it is devastated. I mean, it's kind of it's ruined its year. If you tell a cat off, it either looks pleased with itself or, or just sits there staring back at you, licking your paw, thinking, I've found a weak spot. I can use that. Or they slink away like an offended diva. How could I possibly have done anything wrong? Uh, cats, cats are just odd in the way that they dislike obeying. And one of my earliest memories, uh, must have been six or seven, was sitting playing Lego on the floor. And out of nowhere, my cat just attacked me, claws in the back of my head. My brother had to beat it off with a, with a bike glove. Within a few moments, it was meowing, begging for food, as if to say, look, you had that coming, Simon. You know, now I'm hungry. Dogs obey, cats obey when they feel like it. And I wonder if that's why dogs seem to win the vote today, because we like it when others obey us. We love to be obeyed, unquestioning loyalty. But we don't like to obey ourselves. I mean, no, no, no. Obedience is a weak word, isn't it? It's a weak word today. And I mean, when was the last time you said to someone, I've obeyed what you said? When was the last time you said to someone, thanks for obeying me? I mean, obe obedience is a dirty word, isn't it? Why is that? I guess because we've all been stewed in the cult of self. We've all been stewed in this belief that to have no one to obey is the ultimate end, to obey no one but yourself. That's the goal, the number one song in funerals, Frank Sinatra's, I did it my way. To obey is seen as a weakness, 
And added to that, media and experience have shown us that authority perhaps can't be trusted, that authority will let us down. And so authority is another dirty word. To, to disrespect authority is kind of assumed. Comedians are the poets of the day. And I don't think I've ever heard one who didn't spend at least 70% of their time undermining any form of authority. Where am I going with this? That's a good question. Phil is recording this, is, is begging for an answer. This is what it says in Matthew 28, Jesus speaking, and he writes, he, he speaks this to his earliest disciples. I have been given authority in heaven and on earth, therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Teach these disciples, these new disciples, to obey all the commands I've given you, and be sure of this, I am with you to the end of the age. Teach these disciples to obey. Teach these disciples to obey. Do you get that? Here's the problem. We live in a world that hates the word obey and hates to give anyone authority. It's a, a, a word that's been uh, hurt and wounded by authority over centuries and so now any authority is questioned and challenged and every person feels that their identity is compromised if they're to be subjected to obey anyone else. And then in comes Jesus, perfect love. Everything he asks of you and I is filled with his love so that when he asks us to obey him, it's a sign that we align with perfect love. It's a sign that we love him. And that's what he said elsewhere. If you love me, you'll obey what I ask of you. It's a sign that we're walking in the way of love. Here's a question we've got to face in a world that hates the word obey and dislikes authority. Do we want to be true disciples of Jesus? Ones who aren't ashamed to say, I do my best to hear what Jesus wants, to hear his words and obey him. Ones who have to learn to be under his authority who love to own the word obey, who are not ashamed of the word obey. That's the theme today. We are picking up from uh, last week, we're looking at Nehemiah and we're studying Nehemiah because this is a time of rebuilding. The world has been massively impacted by this virus and now as we slowly begin to emerge, it's soon going to be time to rebuild. As, and as God's people, we need to be at the forefront serving our towns, serving our cities, serving our communities, rebuilding relationships, faith, hope, playing our part. And you know, the book of Nehemiah is set at a time when Israel was captive in Babylon. The nation had been destroyed, almost the entire nation deported, yet a few had begun to return to rebuild. Nehemiah wasn't yet one of them. He hadn't returned, but he heard news of the situation in his home country and it was desperate. He realized that this is the time to rebuild, but there are few now to do the work. Nehemiah is actually the cupbearer to the king of Babylon. It's an incredibly influential, powerful role. He's one of the king's most trusted men. And what we're going to do today is look at this passage in Discovery Bible Study style. We did it a few weeks ago and I told those watching then that it's used in one of the, the best disciple-making movements in the, in the planet. Use this method and the way it works is we're going to read the scriptures, we're going to read what it says, I'm going to read it again so we'll hear it twice and then we're going to retell the story to each other so we really understood it and then we're going to ask ourselves four simple questions to really unpack what is God saying to us through this passage. And if you're watching on your own, you can post comments in the chat or you can, if you prefer, you can uh, press the, the prayer button and it will link you into a small group with one of the hosts. Or you can just use this as a guided meditation to really look at this scripture in, in depth uh, together. So uh, I've done it that my way myself and, and got loads out of it. So we're going to read it. We're going to retell it. We're going to answer four simple questions. Easy. So let's... Take a moment to read. Nehemiah chapter 2, we're going to read verses 1 through 10. Early the following spring, in the month of Nisan, during the twentieth year of King Artaxerxes' reign, I was serving the king as wine. I had never before appeared sad in his presence. So the king asked me, Why are you looking so sad? You don't look sick to me. You must be deeply troubled. Then I was terrified, but I replied, Long live the king. How can I not be sad? For the city where my ancestors are buried is in ruins, and the gates have been destroyed by fire. The king asked, how can I help you? With a prayer to the God of heaven, I replied, 
if it please the king and if you are pleased with me, your servant, send me to Judah to rebuild the city where my ancestors are buried. The king with the queen sitting beside him asked, how long will you be gone? When will you return? After I told him how long I'll be gone, the king agreed to my request. I also said to the king, if it please the king, let me have letters addressed to the governors of the province west of the Euphrates River, instructing them to let me travel safely through their territories on my way to Judah. And please give me a letter addressed to Asaph, the manager of the king's forest, instructing him to give me timber. I will need it to make the beams of the gates of the temple fortress for the city walls and for, the house, and for a house for myself. And the king granted these requests because the gracious hand of God was on me. When I came to the governors of the province west of the Euphrates River, I delivered the king's letter to them. The king, I should add, had sent along army officers and horsemen to protect me. But when Sambalat the Horonite and Tobiah the Ammonite official heard of my arrival, they were very displeased that someone had come to help the people of Israel. I'm going to read Nehemiah 2 verses 1 to 10. It says, in the month of Nisan, in the 20th year of King Artaxerxes, when wine was bought for him, I took the wine and gave it to the king. I had not been sad in his presence before. So the king asked me, why does your face look so sad when you're not ill? This can be nothing but sadness of heart. I was very much afraid, but I said to the king, may the king live forever. Why should my face not look sad when the city where my fathers are buried lies in ruins and its gates have been destroyed by fire? The king said to me, what is it you want? Then I prayed to the God of heaven and I answered the king. If it pleases the king and if your servant has found favor in your sight, let, let him send me to the city in Judah where my fathers are buried so that I can rebuild it. Then the king with the queen sitting beside him asked me, how long will your journey take and when will you get back? It pleased the king to send me, so I set a time. I also said to him, if it pleases the king, may I have letters to the governors of Trans-Euphrates, so that they will provide me safe conduct until I arrive in Judah. And may I have a letter to Asaph, keeper of the king's forest, so he will give me timber to make beams for the gates and citadel by the temple for the city wall and for the residence I will occupy. And because the gracious hand of my God was upon me, the king granted my requests. So I went to the governors of Trans-Euphrates and, and I gave them the king's letters. The king also sent army officers and cavalry with me. When, Sabal when Sambalat and the, the Horonite and Tobiah the Ammonite official heard about this, they were very much disturbed that someone had come to promote the welfare of the Israelites. So what I want you to do now is turn in your groups or if you're on your own, click on the chat or, or um, uh, press on the prayer button and to chat with uh, one of the hosts. I want you to retell the story as best as you can from memory. Two different people can, can do that. Others can help them fill in any of, the, any of the gaps. Just take a moment to retell the story. Bring back what you can, what stood out to you. Tell it as best as you can uh, in your groups. Take a few moments to do that. The, the countdown's going to come up on the screen. Go for it.
Okay, how'd you get on? It's amazing how hard it is to remember, isn't it? But also fun to do as a group because you can help each other. And it's amazing also what stands out to different people as they try and retell the story. So what we're going to do now is we're going to answer four questions together in our groups at home. Here's the first two questions. What does this passage tell us about God? And the second is, what does it tell us about people? What does this passage tell you about God and what does it tell you about people? That's the first two questions. You've got four or five minutes to answer those questions. Keep your answers focused on this passage. Don't go pulling in other passages, other stuff you know. What does this passage teach you about God? What does this passage teach you about us, about people? And, and if you're watching on your own, you, you can pop your answer in the chat or, or press on the live prayer button. Uh, I know others would love to hear what you've got to say. And then in a, a moment, we're going to come back together and we're going to talk about what this uh, passage teaches us about those two things.
It's such a powerful passage, isn't it? It's provoking. We see that God can use any authority for his purposes. We see that when God wants us to rebuild a society, he looks for those who actually care, who actually care about what's going on in the world around them, who are willing to use their authority to care for those that are less fortunate, for the poor, those that are, are, are broken down by what's going on. He looks for those kind of people. We see how God grants favour from the most unlikely places when we need it. And he will find a way to give us the favour we need to get his job done. And what do we learn about people? We see that Nehemiah was a man who modelled humility and was willing to submit to authority and walk with incredible respect. We see his great courage in working with an authority uh, that he's under, but also trusting that God will use that relationship to further God's own purposes. We see how God can work through anybody, actually. The, the king that Nehemiah was working with was not a God-fearer in the way that we would understand it. And yet God will work and partner with anyone who will will, who'll be willing to work with him. So rich, that passage about authority, about working under authority. So, so powerful. What did you get out of that passage? Okay, let's take a look at the final two questions from the Discovery Bible study. And you'll notice I'm on my knees because I think it's a great posture for these last two questions. And number, question number three is this, what will I do as a result of reading this passage? What will I do as a result of reading this passage? I mean, take a, take a moment to think how you're going to change. It's so important as we look at God's word that we, we look at it in a, through the lens of how can we obey what Jesus is telling us? Remember, obedience isn't about performance. We don't perform to try and make Jesus loves us. He already loves us more than we can know. We obey because we love him. Because Jesus said, if you love me, you'll obey my commands. We obey because we want to line up with his way of perfectly loving everyone around us. So what's Jesus saying to you? What are you going to do about it? Maybe you're thinking, I'm, I'm going to think about my attitudes to authority and obedience. I'm going to think more deeply about how do I relate to authority? Good authority, bad authority. What does obedience look like for me? You might realize even through studying this passage today, that your view on authority of obedience hasn't been in lining with, up with God's word. You might say, I, I feel like Jesus is asking me to apologize to someone in authority for my attitude. You might say, I feel like Jesus is asking me to use my position to do this thing or that thing that he's asking you to use your authority for good. You might realize that you just don't care enough about poor people. You're going to talk to Jesus about that. You're going to get around some people who are less fortunate than yourself to get some time to see how you could help. Whatever it is, try and make it specific. Ask yourself, how will I know if I've done it? That's what it means to be not just a hearer of God's word, but a doer. You don't have to be on your knees like I am, but what would it look like to prayerfully posture yourself on your knees before God's word and say, how can I obey this week what you're speaking to me about through your word? That's question three. And question four is, who am I going to tell this story to? Churches that use Discovery Bible Study understand that God has called us to multiply. And part of that means passing on what we've learned. So often in church, we just like to hear stuff and hear stuff, but we don't really do anything with it. But what we're learning is the more we tell others about what we're learning, the more we learn it ourselves. As we teach others, we learn it better ourselves. So who can you tell this story to this week? Let's take five minutes to answer those two questions. What are you going to do as a result of reading this passage? And who can you share it with? Go for it.
So that's Discovery Bible Study. It's a way that we can learn to hear God through his word. It's a bit different. I know it's a different type of message, but what's the point of teaching? It's surely that we hear God's word and apply it to our lives. And I hope you've heard from God today. I hope you've got some next steps to applying it to your life. And I hope you enjoyed it. I'd love to hear feedback from you. If you're a pictures person, you can Instagram me. If you're over 40, you can use Facebook. If you like arguing, get me on Twitter. But uh, whatever, you know, I'm refusing TikTok. So if you're on that, you're just going to have to keep your feedback to yourself. I would love to hear from you, though. How did you get on with it? Did you enjoy it? Um, I'd love to hear and learn together how we can engage more fully with God's word. I'm going to hand back now to the host who are going to take us forward from here. Thanks so much, Simon, for that great preach. And if there's anything you want to chat to any of the team about, we've got a team waiting. Um, you can do a live chat right now and you can ask for prayer. And then we've got the Zoom following the end of this meeting where um, we've got a group of people that are waiting to chat to you. And if you've got any questions or prayer requests, they'd be happy to um, talk or pray to you then. Fantastic. Now, we just recognise as well, guys, that um, on a meeting like this, it might well be that you've stumbled into the King's arms and maybe you don't know Jesus personally. Well, let me just tell you, he's reaching out to you. He mm. loves you. He is for you and would love mm. to introduce you to what it means to have a relationship, a personal relationship with God. And so similarly, if that's you, if you know right now that you uh, want to um, give your sin to Jesus, receive his forgiveness and receive mm. his new life for you personally, then we'd love to be able to help you on that journey. Mm. So again, you can uh, connect with us by pressing the link on the page right now and connect with one of the team we'd love to help you with those new steps and then we're going to end the meeting right yeah. now with taking communion all right and so uh, what we've done is we've asked two amazing friends of our church and so they're going to lead us in what it means to take communion and lead us in that right now but thank you so much on behalf of Shani and yeah. I for being with us this morning thank you hi everyone we're going to enjoy taking communion together and I'm just going to read a short passage from Matthew 26 from the Lord's Supper as they were eating, Jesus took some bread and blessed it. Then he broke it in pieces and gave it to the disciples saying, take this and eat it, this is my body. And he took a cup of wine and gave thanks to God for it. He gave it to them and said, each of you drink from it, for this is my blood, which confirms the covenant between God and his people. It is poured out as a sacrifice to forgive the sins of many. So hopefully by now you've got something to take communion with in your homes and families and friendships. So let's take communion together and celebrate the Lord's Supper. I'm going to break the bread and take the wine while I ask Carol just to pray over us. But let's take this in our homes together. Jesus, thank you so much for your body that was broken for us. We thank you for the cross. We thank you that you are the God who was wounded that we can be healed. You were punished that we can be free and forgiven of our sin. We just remember your body right now that was broken for us. Thank you, Jesus. And as we take the blood, we thank you that your blood was poured out for the sins of many. Yes, because of what you've done, we are washed clean, we're forgiven, we're adopted into your family. We just thank you so much for that, Jesus. Yes, Lord. Yeah, together we just remember you right now. We remember your incredible love for us, Lord. We thank you that we can celebrate John 3.16, that God so loved the world that he gave his only son and we just, we, we're in awe, Father, we're in wonder and worship that you would give such an indescribable gift to us. And God, we love you because you first loved us. Lord, we're alive because you died our death and rose again. Yes, and we remember that today and we celebrate you, King Jesus. Just where you are, why don't you start to lift those that you know that don't know Jesus yet, those that um, need to know the saving power of the cross and their sins forgiven. Jesus, we just do that. We lift to you our friends or our family or those we work with that don't know you yet. We thank you that you are the God of salvation. We thank mm. you for the power of the cross to save us and we lift to you those that we love. We know you love them more. And we say, Jesus, break in, yes, in saving power. Because of the cross, you can do it. Your mercy is greater than any sin. Yes, God. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Yeah, and we just bless you. If you are watching this and you're sick in your own body and you need a touch uh, by the power of God's hand, we just pray for you right now that you would experience his mercy and his grace. 
right where you are. Amen. God bless you. Do you need any more um, outtake fodder? Was, there, was there anything that wasn't completely slick? Because I feel like I was like thick-tongued. Oh, <laughs> no, they're not. They're not. They're not recording yet. You're all right. They you know, Shabalala. <laughs> what are we doing? I forgot. What are we doing? What are we? Do Welcome, Kings Arms family. It's so good to have you joining us today. I'm Charlene, and this is my host. I'm, I'm your host. I'll happily be your host. Okay, and. Do you know what I um, suddenly realised? What did you suddenly realise? I didn't highlight that we're not doing the conference here. Don't think it matters. Doesn't matter. matter. Okay, fine. And if people rock it, we'll blame you. Do they know that it's online? <laughs> well, we'll they, they, we can just put it in the outtakes. No. It's not here. Because I was like, we're going to have live prayer, <laughs> and I was like. Into communion video. <laughs> oh, it's good. These couches no, are so deep. Can no. I have a cushion? <laughs> 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 <laughs>